science fans, it's Mrs. Corbett here, and I'm going to teach my husband some GCSE science. I am the husband. I am the husband. When you're golden, rough away on the mile to the mile from your night. Boom, <laughs> you got a friend in me. I've decided to only do children's movies now. Cool. I, I like that you keep making up rules for yourself. Thank you. How are you? I'm right. How are you? Yeah, good. I've had some good feedback this week. On the podcast? Yeah, some really nice emails from students and ex-students and some parents. So it's been really nice. So thanks and hi. Hi. Thank you very much. Send us an email. I'll give you a badge. I'm happy to be in your ears. Or your car. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, sh- today. What? Are we doing more chemistry? Yeah. I thought we were just having a chat today. No, more chemistry. Oh, okay. Are you going to guess my favourite element today? Yes. Give me the periodic table. Uh, Mrs. Corbett's favourite element is... Oh, it's got to be carbon. No. Oh, come on. It's got to be carbon. I blooming love carbon. Yeah. Carbon's amazing. Uh, yeah. Do you know what's amazing about carbon? Um... It's everywhere. All of its allotropes. Yeah, that's what I... Allotropes are my favourite type yeah. of trope. Yeah. Yeah. None of these polytropes or monotropes or... All actually okay chemistry words, those. Really? Yeah. Oh, check me out. <laughs> <laughs> Latin? Might be not yeah, be carbon's Latin. cool because it can be like graphite, graphene, a diamond. Charcoal. Yeah. Like... It's got so many different forms that it can come in depending on how it bonds, which leads us into today with starting bonding. Uh huh, okay. Which is what scientists use. We use theories and models to um, sort of explain chemical reactions and physical properties and chemical properties of elements. So there are three types of bonding that you need to know and the type of structures they form. Okay. Do you know any of the types of bonding? Ionic bonding. Correct. Anything else? Atomic bonding. No. Um, so one begins with C, if that helps you. Carbon bonding. No. Creative bonding. No. Nope. Covalent bonding. Oh, yeah, I recognise that Ionic, word. covalent, uh-huh. and metallic. Ionic, covalent, and metallic. And what we're going to do is we're going to go through all three types in separate sessions. Uh-huh. And we need to also go through the properties of, of substances that are bonded like that. Okay. okay, so we're going to start with ionic bonding, or as Chloe in my year 11 lesson called it, iconic bonding. Chloe, you are an iconic bonding. Yeah. Yeah. So, ionic bonding. Okay, so let's just do a quick overview of what bonds with what. So, an ionic bond happens between a metal and a non-metal. Oh, okay, that's... Now, you, you say that as if it was like, obviously, but I had no idea. So an ionic ionic bonding is when a metal bonds with a non-metal. Yeah, so that's that's the type of bond. So we, that's like, not... like, like when the townies go to the metal gig. Exactly. Huh? Now, that's not what an ionic bond is, but that's what does it, okay? A covalent bond, both non-metals. Okay. So only everything on that right-hand side, that small group, do that. Covalent. They all get along. They're all non-metals. Yeah. And then the metallers, the metallic bonding, is uh-huh. when a metal bonds with other met- metal atoms. So and that's the coolest kind of bonding, right? Yes, it is, actually. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to start with ionic bonding. Sure. Okay, so an ionic bond, this is the definition, is an electrostatic attraction between oppositely charged ions. 
an electrostatic attraction between oppositely charged ions. Now that sounds really complicated, right? It, I'd, um, it's got a lot of big words in it, Let's but it just—it just, it down. Break it it just down. sounds it like mean? plus goes to minus. That's exactly it. Yeah. Okay. So, what do we know about? What do we know about metals and non-metals? So what do we know already? We know that all metals yeah. have spare electrons in their outer shell. Yep. So the group one metals have how, uh, how many in their outer shell? One. One electron. Group two have... Two. Two, etc. So all metals have extra electrons that they want to get rid of. Yep. Why do they want to get rid of them? Because they want to have a full outer shell. Exactly. So sodium, for example, has one electron in its outer shell wants to get rid of that, pass it on to something else so that it is full and balanced. I have a question. Yes. Could I see the periodic table, please? Yes. So, uh, group one has one electron. Ah, right, yes. Okay. You can forget my question. So, I was wondering about, you know, the big block in the middle? The transition metals. The transition metals, yeah. How many electrons do they have in their outer shell? That varies. So, that's what makes them so useful is they can lose like two or three. I mean, copper always loses two, uh-huh. but like something like cobalt can lose like three or four. Cool. Okay. Yep. Iron can lose two or three. Um, okay. So when we get an ionic bond, we get a metal that gives away an electron and we get a non-metal that goes gimme. Mm-hmm. Can you think of a group that would say gimme? Seven. Group seven. How many do they want? One. Okay, lovely. So that is why group one and group seven react so well together. Uh-huh. Okay, because we've got sodium, for example, in group one that wants to give away an electron and you might have chlorine that wants to gain an electron. Sure. Sodium on its own, super dangerous. If you lick it, you'll die. Um, chlorine, super dangerous. Lick it, you'll die because they're unbalanced. React them together and they make sodium chloride, which is... Salt. Salt. Stable compound. Lick every- it and you'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, not in huge quantities, obviously. Um, but that's it because they've... One's given up an electron, one's taken in that electron. They're now balanced as a charge. And they stick together because one is positive and one is negative. How do we know that? How do you know that? How do I find that out? Or do I just know that? We we know that. We know that they... So we know things, the properties of... We'll talk about the properties of ionic compounds um, today as well. Um, but the important thing is to know that if you've got something that is a positive and something that is a negative, they are going to be inherently attracted to one another. Mm-hmm. And that force of attraction, that electrostatic attraction, is extremely strong. And if those two things are attracted to each other and they just happen to be able to fill each other's outer shell, then they're going to be commonly bonded, mm-hmm. like yeah. like sodium chloride. Yeah. Cool, okay. So let's do something, like let's think of another one. So let's think of sodium reacts with oxygen uh-huh. so oxygen has two electrons it needs for its outer shell because it's in group six uh-huh. so how many sodiums do i need two good so what's the formula for sodium oxide um what's the num? what's the letters for sodium na na is it two na no na o two mm. no oh, i don't understand what you're asking me so so na so you've got sodium has oh sodium has one electron in its outer shell, mm-hmm. right? And oxygen has six electrons in its outer shell. So oxygen wants two electrons. So we need two sodiums yeah. for oxygen to fill its outer shell. So is it Na two? Yes. O. Na two O. Na two O. Yeah. Cool. So the drawing. I get a bit confused about where you put the twos because sometimes the two's big at the front and sometimes the two's little in the corner. Excellent question. So if the two is little after an atom, yeah. that means it's everything before it is times by two. 
So if I've got H2SO4. Yeah. That's sulfuric acid. Uh Uh-huh. Two hydrogens, H2, two Uh hydrogens. SO4, one sulfur, four oxygens. Right, yeah. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. So the little number, the little subscript yeah, number. Yeah, it means the letter before it is multiplied by that. So yes. what about when you've got a big number before it, when you've got 2O or 2 whatever? So if you've got 2HCl, yeah. it means you've got two molecules of HCl. Oh, okay. So the big number encapsulates like the whole... Everything. The whole thing, whereas the little number is only the only the element that it's attached to. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Sometimes you get a fun thing. So I'm just going to give you an example of a fun thing where you get um, CA... OH2 and the OH is in brackets. Yeah. So what does that mean? Well, I imagine because of maths that the 2 represents the or multiplies the O and the H. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, exactly that. So sometimes you can get super fun things where you get like NO3 in brackets with the 2 outside so it means it would be two NO3 molecules. So it'd be NO6 essentially. N2O6. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So, drawing is an important part of the bonding. Yeah. You get three marks for a picture of an ionic bond. Um, And the explanation is also very important. So the type of question that you will get about this is it will say, explain the bonding in magnesium oxide. Right. Okay. And that will normally be worth four marks, three or four marks. Okay. So you would start with. Okay. Well, shall I start with? Yeah, go. So magnesium is Mg over there in group two which means it has two electrons in its outer shell, which means its outer shell is full? No. No, hang on. It's in one. It's in the third period, mm-hmm. so it has three shells. Mm-hmm. So it has two electrons in its third shell. How many electrons do we want that third shell to be full? Is it eight? Okay. Are they all eight? I can't remember. Yeah, the... two, eight, eight. Right, 288, and that's what we need to know. Okay, so it's got two electrons in its outer shell. It needs six, and it's mixing with oxygen, did you say? Not mixing, bonding with oxygen. Oxygen, oh, oxygen has six in its outer shell. So oxygen needs two, which magnesium has. So they're going to like each other quite a lot, Mm -hmm. a bit like our sodium and our chlorine. Mm Mm-hmm. So I imagine it's going to just be MgO. Mm-hmm. But if you have to explain and describe the bonding in MgO, yeah, you would say, for the marks, you would say magnesium has two electrons in its outer shell. I said that. Which you did say. Magnesium loses those two electrons, one mark, right, to oxygen. Oxygen gains two, two electrons right. to have a full outer shell. That's your three marks. And then the fourth mark is for saying magnesium now has a two plus charge. Oxygen has a two minus charge, so they are attracted to one another. Right, yes, because magnesium has a two plus magnesium has a two plus charge because it lost two electrons and electrons are worth minus one each. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Now now would magnesium I think I know the answer to this, would magnesium ever gain the six electrons or does it always go the easy way? Always goes the easy way. All right. Path, cool. path of least resistance. Yeah. Okay, good. Um okay, so um let's go with Let's go with potassium sulfide. Potassium sulfide. Okay. Potassium is K. Oh, sulfide. Sulfur is S. Um, Okay. Potassium has one electron in its outer shell. 
Sulfur has six electrons in its outer shell. I think you've thrown me off with the eyed. Is it still just potassium and sulfur? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Remember, it's eight if it's anything else. Oh, that's right, yeah. Um, Ides are always two. Yeah, okay. Um, so sulfur has six. So sulfur needs two electrons. Potassium's only got one to offer. So we're going to need two potassiums. So it would be K2S. Spot on. Would be the thing. And the way I would phrase that would be... Well, how would I phrase that? Potassium has one electron in its outer shell. Yep. Sulfur has six, six electrons in its outer shell. Two potassium atoms will lose two one electron each, and sulfur will gain both to become a two minus charge. And then each potassium uh, ion? No. Yeah. Each potassium ion will then have a minus one charge. Plus one charge. Sorry, plus one yeah. charge. Yeah. But very importantly, not plus two because they've each lost one. Okay, yeah. It all makes sense. All the building blocks are there. Yeah. So let's do the drawing. Uh, Guys, practice these. Yeah, practice these. Practice drawing them as well. So when we're drawing them, we've got to remember that one is become positive and one has become negative. Yep. So if I was to draw, now I'm drawing this, so obviously you're just going to have to imagine this. I'm going to do sodium chloride to make it easier. We're entering the theatre of the mind, guys. We are. The theatre of the mind. If I draw sodium, I would draw like a circle with an NA in the middle. I'm not going to draw all the jazz that's in the middle. Waste of time. I'm also not going to draw any of the other shells other than the outside shell because... Waste of your Who life. cares? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Negligible. Exactly. So, remembering that sodium has lost its electron in its outer shell. Yeah. Okay. He's going to be bald. He's got no electrons in that third shell now. Gotcha. And I'm going to put big square brackets around him and give him a plus in the top corner because he is now a plus charge ion. So, that shows me that he has lost his electron. Yeah. Okay. Chlorine is going to go bang next to him. Circle. Circle. CL in the middle. CL in the middle. Don't forget to do the letters correctly. Always capital letter, then small letter. I'm going to draw on my electrons now. Now I've got seven electrons that belong to chlorine. So I'm going to do them as little X's. Okay. So I've got seven X's. Yep. One electron has come from sodium. Yep. So I'm going to draw that as a circle. These are called dot cross diagrams because one is a dot and one is a cross. Okay. Okay. And then I'm going to whack some brackets around him. Yep. And put a minus in the top corner. Beautiful. Yeah. Now, how do I know that sodium is the positively charged and chlorine is the negatively charged? Because metals always become positive. Metals are always positive. Mm-hmm. That is true, isn't it? Do you it? remember what the positive ions are called? Um, do I remember what the positive ions are called? No, but I remember saying all metal is positive apart from emo, if that helps. No. What's my mother positive about? <laughs> um, I can't remember. Cats. Cats. Cat cat cation. Yeah. And negatives is anion. Very good, yeah. Um so they would look like that. Now if if we had to do um sodium oxide, I would do the same thing. So I'd draw two sodium with a plus charge, one above the other. Plus charge, don't forget your brackets, you get one mark for the brackets and the charge, and then I would do an oxygen with two electrons in its outer shell from sodium. So I'd do six crosses and two dots. Yeah, the six crosses are from the oxygen. And then, and then the do two a, dots are from the sodiums. And then I'd do an O2 minus. I'd do a two minus in the top corner of that one. Not minus two, two minus. You can do either. Like You'll get a mark for both, but two minus is sure, generally more sure. traditional. Um, now, 
Now, now, tell, tell me, what is that drawing of? Is that a drawing of an ionic bond? Yes, an ionic bond between two or three atoms. Okay, yeah. so a drawing of an ionic bond is you draw the atom mm-hmm. with the circle and the name of it in the middle mm-hmm. with brackets mm-hmm. and the charge. Yes. And then you draw the thing it's bonded with next to it with a dot for the um, electrons that it's taken. All right, cool. Yeah, I mean, sometimes they'll be re- represented in an equation. So you would draw the atom with one in its outer shell plus the atom with seven in its outer shell, arrow towards, and then draw them as the ions. Sometimes it'll be like that, but other times it'll just be as is. If you are having trouble explaining explaining the bonding, draw it. You get marks for the drawings. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's really important. Um, I'll put that, I'll do some pictures of that on TikTok. That'll be easier, I think. Oh, where do we find you on TikTok, Mrs. Corbett? Uh, at Mrs. Corbett Noel. Cool. I share a useless science fact every day three actually there are no useless science facts oh no they're pretty useless uh-huh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> some of them are interesting though cool all right is that ionic bonding uh that that is ionic bonding so just so you know you should be able to draw them that's really important to so do practice those and next time we're going to do ionic compounds so not just the bonds like what features this gives the compounds okay ionic bonding is bonding between a metal and a non-metal what is an ionic bond though an ionic bond is an electrostatic attraction between a positively charged and negatively charged ion. Oppositely charged ions. Cool. Beautiful. Right. Well done. Thank you very much. All right. Is that it? That's it. See you later. See you later. Bye. bye.